Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is August 4th, 2021. This is your AEW Dynamite homecoming post-show at Fightful. We've got Alex Palowski with us. He filled in for my Q&A last week. I'm still a little sick, as you guys can see, so I'll probably uh, do a text Q&A over on Fightful Select this week. But Alex has also done sour graps, a bunch of stuff like that this week. Alex, how you doing? Uh, uh, good. Uh, NXT is weird. Like the show is decent, but it always feels like it's just like marching and, and it like a dirge towards something terrible, considering how they people book the current champion on the, on the big show. So doing that post show is like, I feel like I watched good wrestling, but also in the greater picture, yikes. But tonight I feel like I watched great wrestling and in the bitter picture, bigger picture hooray like i can't i can't i can't wait to see where we're going with this because there's so many good things man we've also got robert d felice sean i'm doing good uh lots of phony retirements tonight uh chris jericho trying to wrestle like it's 98 tonight was a fun show let's see how this one goes Guys, uh, bear with us. We've, we've got a new super chat method. I've got somebody copying them into a document. Luis is doing that for us. Uh, so it will it will prevent me from like kind of looking all over the place throughout this. But uh, we will get to your super chats as that particular segment happened. Overall, I thought this Dynamite was another really good one. There was some stuff that I was like, eh, I could do without that. But you know what? It was a damn good show and a wild ending. We got plenty to talk about. But uh, there was some news that I broke on FightfulSelect.com that, quite frankly, we can kind of get in ahead of this. So if you don't want spoilers, sorry. Ruby Riot coming to AEW. I've, I've said that the plan, the working plan, is for her to do that. Now, there have been working plans to bring a lot of people into the company that didn't end up working. But Alex, to me, this is a no-brainer fit. She is a respected veteran who is good in the ring, people like, and she's got worldwide exposure. This is a perfect hiring for AEW, in my opinion. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's perfect. She's so great. The new, the new now Ruby Soho, which which gives Tony Khan the chance to license license another song that everyone's going to sing to. Like, let's get that done. Um, but uh, I, my favorite iteration of Ruby Riot, not Heidi Lovelace from before, but Ruby Riot in in the, in the WWE umbrella was when she was in NXT as a baby face. And she looked like that, and she had the tattoos, and she had the piercings, and and the punk rock haircut, and she was a tr- absolutely tried and true babyface uh, uh, in NXT to the point where like the Iconics uh, were harassing her, and she went to Real Regal says, "Give me them both at once." Yeah, like, she was great, and it was so cool to be able to cheer for somebody who looked like that, who was like against the, the regular culture of what you expect a babyface to be, and immediately when she could call him maiden roster, she was a heel. And it was like they never gave her a chance to get over as that punk rock baby face. And I think with Britt Baker as the champ, even though she's over, she's still over as a heel. And if you give somebody, which is the opposite of the Britt Baker ethos, in a um, a Ruby Riot baby face for the fans to cheer for, I think there's a really, really great program in there. Uh, Robert, I obviously I, I believe I clued you in on this when I when I kind of knew about it, but uh, maybe I did. I don't even know anymore. I don't yeah. even know. But uh, this is this is like the most slam dunk easy like duh signing in a while. I think. I think I immediately predicted her for the Joker in the Casino Battle Royale at All Out when she was released. But now with the Ruby Soho name and the obvious licensing of that song, hopefully a lot cheaper than the oh, 50 grand they hold spent on, on a... So, not to interrupt you, but I mean, she was on our good friends, uh, the, the Wrestling Perspective podcast, which is Petey Williams, Dennis Farrell, Dimitri Young, like they got everybody on that show, and the lead singer of Rancid, who said, yeah, by all means, go ahead. I think they're going to be able to use that. Yeah, I am hoping they get it free. I know uh, Lars Fredericks is a great, he's a great fan of professional wrestling. I hope it all works out, but she's going to be a great fit, and they need an established star to come in and really shake up that division. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Yeah, I'm very excited to see that. Guys, please leave a thumbs up if you are watching this video. Uh, If you uh, subscribe, that helps us out an awful lot, too. Donate a super chat that'll get your question or statement read on the air, and we will likely address it. But also subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. That's where I broke that news of Ruby Soho today. Myself and Denise also talked about it on our list and your girl post show. And we got exclusive news there every single day. We got something over there. We have had a bunch of news about Adam Cole's contract situation. Uh, we've had quite Rick Flair release news, all kinds of stuff over there. So uh, check that out. There's there's a lot going on. This has been maybe the most newsworthy two weeks since I've been covering pro wrestling, just from a straight-up major story perspective. Uh, Alex, I, I mean, and Robert, too, I put it in perspective today. When Ric Flair getting released is like the eighth biggest story over the last two weeks, barely registers at this point, yeah. that's, that's insanity. That is... I- yeah. insanity the 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 release of uh rick flair is more about just the state of wwe yeah just the state of it like rick flair can i mean can allegedly go to uh vince mcmahon and say your booking is 
crap, man. I want out. Like it's in in whatever version of that may be the truth. Like that's that's uh, what a crazy idea. And the other thing about it is, I think the reason why it, to me it's lower on the list of things like Adam Cole and 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 Bray Wyatt and all this stuff being released, uh, possibly being released uh, with Adam Cole possibly leaving, um, is uh, is that Ric Flair going to AEW? Let's say if he did, would be a, a largely symbolic thing. He'd be there. He'd do a couple of segments. He'd woo a few times. He'd do a yes. comedy backstage skit with with Sting where he betrays him, like and and that's enough to like you, you license and merchandise the main exactly. Yes. But um, but there's so much potential for actual growth of the company in ring and outside the ring with people like an Adam Cole, for example, were he to come into AEW that like it branches the company out much further than just, Hey, remember this old guy you used to love? He's here now. Isn't that cool? It's yeah. that's not like, cause remember we were like, Oh my God, the big shows in, in AEW. Like that wouldn't register at all. Now nobody would care about that. Robert, I, I know you're a big uh, game guy, and, and to me, I like the idea of the games more than the games themselves. So I'm sitting yeah. here thinking, well, if you're getting Ric Flair, and if AEW picks up Ric Flair for merchandising licensing reasons, and you got Arn and Tully, well, you're probably going to go out and find Barry Windham and license mm. him, and Sid Vicious, and anybody else. We're, Paul Roma, for the love of God, like anybody. I'll take it. <laughs> The the four the horseman trademark I believe is I think Conrad it has Conrad it. Thompson. Conrad has it now. Yeah. So I mean this there's there's a lot of things you can do here from a licensing perspective. There's action figure lines. You can put all those pe- people in an AEW unrivaled action figure line. Yeah, and Tony Khan was on the Way of the Blade podcast. And he made it very clear that Flair is a good friend of his. He's open to signing all of these territory names. If they do sign Rick, it's the first time Rick, Arn, and Tully are under the same umbrella since like 88. So that's history in and of itself. Rick Flair going to AEW would be a slam dunk move that I wouldn't be surprised yeah. to see at all. Uh, the Nerd Guru says, if Meltzer's correct in saying that part of Flair's release is he was mad at Charlotte's booking, I call BS. Come on now, she's overpushed. How good's that storyline been, pal? Yeah. That that storyline has sucked. It's been bad. There have been some some fun moments, sure, but uh, I think Ric Flair knows what good booking and good creative looks like. I think he's he, and bad creative. If we're going to be honest with you, he I knows think what Ric they Flair will be the first person to tell you. It's not all about championship victories when it comes to good booking. So he's probably got a point if that is what's going on. Uh, get in those super chats, guys. Big thank you to Jeff L. He says 50K on YouTube. Thank you so much for that. Uh, it's It's been a long time to get this. I think we should be at 100,000. So thank you all of you who have subscribed. We we truly appreciate you. I want to read a super chat that I missed on today's list. And your boy from you, what, mate? We were talking about the Ronda Rousey stuff. He's got a good point. Says, if Ronda thought she had it bad when the crowd turned on her, Imagine sure. how it must have, how bad it must have felt for Rocky Maivia hearing "Die Rocky Die," and you know what? He made a pretty good career out of that chant. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Uh, I, I look forward to Alex talking about this on Sour Graps very much. But let's talk about what so many people were talking about as we kicked off this show: Hoovy and Chris Jericho. Now, early on. 
they were not on the same page. It was bad. It was either miscommunication, Jericho waiting around. Like, I, I don't know whose fault it was, but it just wasn't, they weren't on the same page. Now, there's going to be a whole lot of people that act like those first two minutes didn't exist, and there are going to be a whole lot of people that act like that's all that existed. I thought by the end of this, they recovered really well. They had a fun match. I don't know if I needed the segment to go a full 15. Don't know if I needed that, but I loved seeing the Hoovy driver. I loved the finish. I loved the Judas effect from the top rope. That was so cool. Uh, it Another spot that didn't quite hit as well as it should have was the, the, the walls of Jericho from the top, which we knew was going to happen. It was brought up last week. And also, they really should have went lion tamer on that spot. Really should have went lion tamer on that. Robert, how were you feeling about Hoovy and Jericho? I thought by the end, it was fine. You're talking about a 46-year-old and a 50-year-old. I was very concerned with the first two minutes that, oh, no, my mind has overhyped this, and they're not going to be able to deliver. It's one of the problems with the Lucha style. When they're trying to cooperate and it's not working, it just looks really awkward. But by the end of it, it was great. And Jericho was able to use a move that he's used literally forever, the top rope diving elbow, and make it seem like, oh, it's so much more effective because it's the Judas effect and get the win. But I do agree they should have gone Lion Tamer. Maybe they would have if the stumble didn't happen. Alex, how'd you feel about this? It was really great seeing Hoovy. Um Although almost all of my memories of Hoovy are him without the mask. Yes. So, you know what I mean? So, like, I, I know he wrestled with the mask, you know, obviously. I do like of... that he called that back, though, yeah. um, because then they could do the mask rip spot. Yeah, exactly. And it's paying homage to Jericho, the person who took the mask. 100%. Um, but it was kind of weird to, like, I was like, oh, yeah, that's not how I remember him, but I, but absolutely. Um, and, yes, you're right. The first two minutes were, were not great. Um, but there were a few times where I got to see like Hoofy do his like jump off the top rope bulldog to the outside, which I haven't seen. Like, that's a cool move. Somebody steal that. Like, I haven't seen anybody do that since Hoofy did it. That's kind of cool. Um, and I, I did love that, the, honestly, the moment that impressed me the most with Jericho's in ring work, maybe in like years, was the difficulty of that top rope dues effect because that's not yeah. easy to do. Um, and and so that's that's a great way to finish it. Um, the the Jericho Walls Jericho off the top rope was it's, would not have been. I'm it's glad they not didn't easy do it. to to land on one of those. Like I yeah. would always do do a back elbow, and even when you're you're doing it from a standing position, a leaping one. Yeah, you got to worry about how you land, like right. like face down on the ground, because a lot of times you'll instinctively put your hands out, right. and taping wrist kind of prevents that. But I mean, from the top rope, right. it looked beautiful. It was it great. Looked great. Uh, we have a bunch of super chats about this. New Punk Rants, who has been begging for Hoovy for like years at this point, says, botches aside, I cried when I saw Hoovy. I screamed for the Hoovy driver. Just seeing Hoovy was enough. I was shaking. It's my moment of 2021. Oh, that Down was. my licensing people. Can we get Hoovy yes. in the game? I'll take Hoovy. Take every, license every single person from WCW Revenge that you can. And put them in this game. Get Aki Man and Hanzo Man yes. if you can. So uh, even after this, we had MJF and Wardlow attack. MJF, good on commentary per usual. Um, 
he it was so weird there i i won't pick on jr here i'll wait until later on but um we've got some people that don't necessarily like the fourth labor which is ward low and intangible one says boo to the fourth labor should have been lance storm although great shout would have been jericho bringing in lance as his manager to counter mjf uh Wardlow is the the fourth labor Jordan Scott says, can we get Flair to manage Wardlow if he wants to do anything on camera? I, I don't necessarily think that one is is a good uh, is a one that I would lean into. Wardlow, I'm more surprised with because I figured it would be somebody from the inner circle. Robert? Yeah, I would have gone with anything but this. This feels so obvious. Even the well, MJF is the referee. I'm already picturing the Austin 98. Well, Jericho's going to have to drag his hand down and have MJF count the three. But I'm sure it'll be a good match. And Wardlow's great, and he does need more of these big-time moments. So I understand it, but it just seems so formulaic. Can he get a big-time moment in a match he's going to win, though? Yes. Because yeah, I, don't, I don't need to see Wardlow lose. This is my, this is my worst nightmare. When he they, needs to be there, Batista. Yeah, when when they when they said, "Oh, you're gonna beat all these guys," like, can one of them not be Wardlow? I don't need to see Wardlow lose to this to Jericho. Like, I just I just don't need to see it. And the other thing about it is that I didn't realize until a, a couple of days ago that MJF is the fifth labor. Yes, which doesn't make Same. any sense. You can't be a labor if you're also the reward. Like, the reward is the match versus MJF. So you're so- saying that the child that your wife gave labor. To, it is not a reward. It's Alex? a different thing. Uh, and it, yeah, don't misconstrue my words. Alex hates um, children. I do. Well, you you hate children. Now that's let's true. let's be honest. That's true. So, that's also true. I love I love my child, and that's <laughs> the most important. So listen, um, if if there are five labors, and then there is a reward at the end for Hercules and the twelve labors, it was immortality. Like the, the labor, the reward is the match with MJF. If the fifth labor is also the reward, then it's not a labor. Like you gotta figure out a way to like I, I don't know. That was that was kind of confusing to me the whole time through. Um, I also feel like this whole thing makes a lot more sense if if the inner circle had lost a double or nothing and been disbanded. Yeah. Then like Jericho would have a reason. I need to get back at MJF. He forced my boys to leave me. Now I'm alone. I'm gonna get back at him. And MJF has a reason to say, listen, I already I already made your little your little group break up. I don't need you anymore. There's there's a lot more around this because I haven't really seen all of them together yes. since they won that match. So there's no reason for them to have stayed together to begin with. Um, George says MJF isn't the ref. They corrected that on commentary. He's ringside. Uh, Josh yeah. says, do you think they bring back Hoovy against other guys? Maybe on dark or something? Like, I don't think he'll have, like, a run. Sawyer says, Jericho and Storm have said they want to have their final match together, and the labor story has to end with MJF. Tonight's reveal was still disappointing, though. I thought so, too. I think that considering that they did Gage and Hoovy, it it should have been a little something else. Bryant says, Alex is a noted child hater. I would argue that it's uh, more disappointing now, knowing he's not even the ref, so there is no stipulation. It's just Jericho in a match with Wardlow, and MJF is there. Chris says Lance Storm was trending. I love Wardlow, but that announcement was a bit disappointing. And we know he's going to lose. Now, I get it. I did say, oh, he should be there, Batista. Batista did lose lots of matches before. Like, he 
off the top of my head, I know he lost to Shawn Michaels, like Armageddon 03. I know he lost to Benoit. Like he lost a lot of matches because he was like, he was doing his apprenticeship, so to speak. Uh, So it's definitely not the end. Although WWE has always been a company where wins and losses matter a little bit less. Batista being protected as a character was integral to that turn. Uh, I trust AEW to kind of do this right, but, also, they've got a way more loaded roster than when Wardlow came in, and there's a whole lot of people for him to bypass a little bit more to be that level of character than... Um, well, I mean, you can have him be... I mean, maybe not Bautista, but like... I mean, Goldberg is too much of a stretch, but he can be yes. a guy who never loses until he gets to a point where he has to lose the match. And I'd be like, this isn't the point yet. Like, have him just... Run, have him be 15 and 0 on dark or elevation, and then he gets a match on dynamite. And you're like, Holy crap! Yes, I mean, I feel like that's what you can do with Wardlow. Balear Lasagna says, Take my five dollars just for the Hanzo Man sh- shout. I mean, that's how I discovered Hayabusa was the Stardust Press in uh that game, and I was like, Who does that? and then I found him, and I'm so shocked that nobody in like GCW has picked up that gimmick or the Aki Man gimmick or anything like. Come on, what, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Uh, Bryant Heath says MJF is the best heel since Flair, period. You know what? I'll, yeah. I'll accept that argument. I'll accept it. Volum says the finish of Hoovy and Jericho looks so damn cool. I love it. That's one of my favorite finishes uh, of the summer so far. Chris Rain says that Storm was trending. I think I read that one. Uh, 813 Car Guy says this is a retirement tour of sorts for Jericho. MJF ends it. Maybe I'm looking too much into it. I've still got this sneaking suspicion that Jericho goes over, but I think it is a bit of a, I don't want to say a retirement tour, Robert, but maybe a farewell tour. He's been announced as being a part of the Rampage commentary team. Yeah, which, by the way, four guys on commentary maybe be a bit much, but we'll see how it plays out. I'm ready for Jericho to step aside a little bit, especially if they have Brian and Punk coming in to fill that role of established veteran that people can beat and work with. I like people like George saying, could could it be that Storm is a surprise at ringside? That would add a lot to this. If Jericho comes out and then he waves somebody out, but I mean, he's also got, well, I think the inner circle is not allowed to be there. Right. So that, that does make sense. I was about to say, why wouldn't they be there? They're not allowed to be there. So, I love that. I, I do like that that shout. Jeffrey Burns says he's kind of sad that one of the labors isn't him. Um, you know what? AEW is the kind of company that can get away with doing whatever Jericho's last match is, doing it on Dynamite with Lance Storm, and then they they sort of promote that on their own. Um, I, th- I think that would work. Josh says it's too late for this. My brother had the idea of having the last labor being Sammy, but at that point, Sammy has enough singles wins to be ranked, so Jericho has to choose cost him or face MJF. Ooh. That's the yeah. kind of storytelling a- a- AEW see, likes that, to do, too. That's <laughs> better. Like, if Sammy Guevara has a match all lined up versus versus Kenny, if, if he's going to be the guy who faces Kenny at all out, un- unless Jericho beats him, but if Jericho loses to Sammy, then Jericho ha- can't face MJF. Now, that is a dilemma. Like, that's cool. Just beating Wardlow isn't isn't nearly as, as cool as that. I mean, I, oh darn. <laughs> King Junie says, "Is MJF labor five? Uh, does that mean he picks the step? He should be able to. He, he should. should. 
He should. Yeah, he should he should be able to. Uh guys, if you you want to talk more about that, you can you can super chat, but there's something not AEW related that is getting super chats. The Paps Blue Ribbon ad that aired tonight <laughs> with Matt Cardona, Chelsea Green, uh Brian Myers, Hornswoggle and Star- Smart Mark Sterling. By the way, Chelsea Green today announced for NWA, so she is on a commercial during AEW, announced for NWA after appearing for Impact and ROH, and I'll hit you guys with a little little half scoopski. That ain't it. That is not it for her. And um, she's she's working like everywhere. Matt Cardona continues to be one of the best marketing guys in wrestling. Uh, this is this is cool stuff. It makes a lot of sense. Um, I'll, I'm hoping to have a little bit more on this PBR ad because this is not what was supposed to air originally. Mm, wow. And they did rush this after the Domino's thing last week. They were like, well, let's get in on this. Brilliant stuff for PBR. Uh, I, I like them. They're very smart marketing people there. Uh, but Anthony Down Under said, donating, so you have to talk about the PAPS ad. It was so good. I was going to talk about it anyway. I thought that was brilliant. I thought that was smart stuff, Robert. Yeah, it was. And it's funny that after the former GCW champion gets Domino's all mad at AEW, of course, Matt Cardona has to save the day as the current GCW champion. And that's what he said in my interview. He said, think of the marketing whenever I become champion. He's like, you can't put a guy with no teeth on your posters. Well, guy with no teeth doesn't just cost your company sponsors. It costs a company that he doesn't even work for sponsors. That Oh, that's something that he's got to bring up. Nerd Guru says, me, a noted PBR hater. <laughs> I love this commercial. I thought it was really brilliant. I love me some Sova says, uh, you told us earlier, SRS, to watch out for Cardona tonight, and you did not disappoint. Uh, I had, had a little heads up on this one, but. I just thought this was really, really good. I mean, Chelsea Green belongs in commercials. Jesus Christ! I mean, she's she's gonna she's got like eight jobs now. I think uh, Matt Cardona is killing it. Good on on Brian Myers. Hornswoggle even popping up there. Uh, it's on uh, PBR's YouTube as well. So uh, a big shout out to that. I really, really did like that. That was a lot of fun. I'll tell you, a lot of fun. Eddie Kingston, John Moxley, and Darby Allen against Daniel Garcia and 2.0. So, uh, also, thank you, MJF Scarf, for loving me. Daniel Garcia is one of the top technical wrestlers out there right now. And uh, John Alba smartened me up to him. 2.0, the former Ever-Rise, are exactly what he needs. Exactly what he needs. They have something for each other. Um, I thought this was... A great, harmless, and not not even harmless, an excellent spot, Robert, to bring Ever-Rise in because their characters and their personalities played off of Kingston, Moxley, Darby, and Sting so well. Like, I can't remember, I think it was Martell on the outside saying, are you the real Sting? And then Darby hitting him with the craziest goddamn suicide dive ever. Mark. This this was a blast, man. The crowd was white hot for a match that everybody knew who was going to win. This felt like old school studio wrestling and that you just pair three fan favorites and you just put them out there. And then 
2.0 are like dumb and dumber, but for wrestling. He's worried about his partner, and then he just throws him down. Oh my god, you're the real Sting! And then gets blindsided by a suicide dive. This was great. Danny Garcia is the straight man for their comedy, which is good. And he'll be a big star one day. But these two guys, I can't believe WWE didn't do more with them because they're so entertainment-driven. Well, they, and I can't they wait were, to see what they do. They were all set to get their dang little 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 uh, social media show put on their the YouTube. Like, they were doing stuff. They were doing more and more with NXT. And NXT was like, get out. Um, the, the biggest thing that they had done recently, like, on an NXT episode, was, was Matt Martell... Uh, now, uh, Matt, what's the last name now? Uh, I, I, I'll have to look. I'm exactly. Matt, but anyway, <laughs> the Matt guy. Uh, Jackson 2.0? No. The guy, the guy that says, the guy that, the guy that goes, you want to take a swing at me? That guy yes. uh, did the same thing to Raquel Gonzalez on an episode of NXT, and she took a swing at him. She knocked him out. And I was like, that is an interesting thing they could do down the line. It'd be a lot of fun to see Raquel just, the, just smash a bunch of geeks. But they they kicked him out, so they're not there anymore. And I love these two guys. I think they're really funny and really charismatic, and they can do a lot, even as like pseudo jobbers, mid card guys, to elevate their opponents and the guys around them because they're so fun. And this is what you do with a guy like Daniel Garcia, who's already got it all in the ring. You put him with guys like this. Remember when they did that with Rhino and Edge and Christian? Yeah. Right, it brought some personality out of him. Uh, they did it with a fellow named Kurt Angle, and it just accelerated his comedic timing. You got Eloquent saying, give me 2.0 on BTE. Oh, please. Or Sammy's vlog or Ethan's vlog. I don't give a damn. Just get him on a vlog, please. Uh, Nikolai says, step one, sign Garcia and Yuta. I think those have got to be priorities for them. Get those two guys. Uh, and I know that people are thinking, well, what about Brian and Punk? It's okay. You all are going to have five hours of AEW TV at least every week pretty soon. Multi-promotional stadium show, three-way between Sabre, Garcia, Huda, Print Money. So, Alex, I want to bring this up to you because I, I went to the trouble of messaging you this yesterday during the Cody call. I asked Cody if they've considered doing stadium shows, and he's like, I know I have. And he said specifically he would love to do what was formerly called Miller Park, the Milwaukee Brewers Stadium. Darby for sure is going to slide off of something and kick somebody in the face, but this is something close to your home. I thought that was a great shout. Yeah. I don't always like baseball stadiums for stuff like this because it's an awful lot of floor seating, but um, it beautiful scenery. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's a beautiful, uh, beautiful stadium, uh, and there's not a bad seat in the house. Like that's what the upper deck is, is, is at an angle where you can see everything. Um, it's a, it's beautiful. Yes. It is now called American family field, but nobody in Milwaukee calls it that it's Miller park to us for the rest of our lives. We, we, when riverfront stadium <laughs> yeah. became synergy field, we were like, no, nah, we're good. No, nah. we're good. Um, yeah. Um, I think it's, I think it's a, I think it's a great call. Like it's one of those things that, that they do big time music concerts there. Like they do like, like Paul McCartney, came there a couple of years ago. Like they had, they have big time music. This is a big time music venue for us. Um, it would be a huge thing. And I tell you what, Milwaukee uh, can pull from a lot of different places. It's all, it's not that long of a drive from, from Minneapolis. 
and it's it's right down the road practically from the Chicago area. Like that plate, that Milwaukee. If you were do, if you were building up to something, that stadium would sell out quick with people who were wanting to watch some AEW. Uh, Chris says, "I love 2.0 and Garcia. This match was so fun, much fun. I had a smile watching the whole match." Robert, I can tell you this match has me excited to hear Moxley's reaction and Cincy, but this group of Kingston, Moxley, Sting, and Darby, I really liked it, it tonight. It works because they're all really over, and they don't have to make the most sense as a pairing. You just know that they're three guys who are going to throw caution to the wind and just do what they need to do to get the win. More trios, if you ever do that trios title. I like this a lot. Uh, we have Josh Cardenas saying SRS is right. Darby is the best dives in wrestling. So much so, if I was in AEW, I would not even bother doing a suicide dive if he yeah. does one. We we have some holdovers from the, the Hoovy Jericho thing. Uh, George says, if MJF uh, Jericho is the fifth, is it at all out or TV? I, that'll be at all out, I would imagine. Daniel said, would have loved to have had Jeff Cobb be Jericho's fourth opponent. Think it would have been ironic given Jericho sent him on Moxley. That'd be a great shout. I can tell you that specifically last year when I talked to Jeff Cobb, he said, uh, I'll do respect to AEW. I ain't interested to go back. I ain't interested in going back to Florida during this pandemic. Uh, <laughs> that was not something that he was keen on. So I don't know if that's still his line of thinking or, or what there. Yeah, it probably should be. Oh, man. We have uh, all kinds of super chats. Keep them rolling in, guys. Zero Fear says, is Excalibur off Dynamite now? He seemed to bid farewell to Tony and JR. I don't know, but I guess we're going to find out soon. Yeah. Uh, Tony, I think, is is fine helping carry it, but I think Excalibur is probably the guy you want create or like steering the ship of, as far as stories go, Robert. Yeah, they did a weird thing tonight where they had Shivani up and down and doing every interview on the show. That needs to be JR. JR needs to be doing the interviews. Shivani can do a two-man booth with Excalibur, and JR should be handling the interviews. That way JR isn't on commentary saying, like, back 30 years ago when rules were around, I would all the time talk about breaking a count on four. Yeah. Okay, bud. <clears throat> Sawyer says, how about Eddie marking out for staying after that match? He's so good. It means something when Eddie does it because they, they've they made him a cool character. J.K. Schwal says, the tailgating scene outside AMFAM Miller Park would be the coolest thing ever, too. feel like AEW fans would love drinking and grilling. Buddy, it happened outside of Daly's place. Before Double or Nothing, I was hungry. I needed some food. All the rest of the the... Fake news wrestling media invited me to a bar instead of food. And I, I was like, guys, I'm hungry. I don't want to eat arena nachos. We roll up. And fortunately, there are these wonderful people tailgating outside. And they gave me cookies and barbecue. So, uh, yeah, AEW, is, AEW does that. If they're going to do a Miller Park show, they got to do a tornado tailgate tag match. Like... Oh, let's just, let's just yes. go out there and do everything. Not, not a stadium stampede, but not in the building. Like out in the tailgate area. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be Taylor a great for shout. Cassidy and best friend. Yes. Do a cold rematch with, uh, the, with Santana, Ortiz, and best friends. <laughs> just cold. And they're just like, they like shake hands before. They're like bygones, but let's do this shit. 
You can see Sue out there grilling. Yep. That's what we need. Tyrone Kidd says 2.0 reminds him of full-blooded Italians. That's a good yeah. shout. That's a really good shout. They were really, really entertaining as well. Uh, Brendan Taylor says nearly every match contains someone that made you say, how did WWE let them go? Boy, ain't that the truth. Yeah. King Juni says, no CM Punk chance here. Amazing what happens when you keep the crowd invested. For a company he's going to <laughs> at that. The one true dude says, don't know if you guys have heard, but AEW is pretty good. Love the content. Well, thank you very much. Ty Noel asks if we think that AEW can do their pay-per-views on the uh, zone or ESPN, or is it too soon? I don't think they'll do it on something like that. I think fight is more likely than either one of those, uh, but I would hope they land a streaming deal and get on HBO max in the future. Yeah, That would be the dream. Jack Murphy says AEW is on fire. Everything is so cool. Excited to see all the stuff in the coming weeks. Bay Bay. I don't think Adam Cole to them is a slam dunk. You, you want to talk about how there's so many people that you're like, how could WWE let them go? Adam Cole has been booked pretty well. He's been fairly on WWE's curve, creatively satisfied. He's got a good sense of loyalty. If it's it just, you got to pay the man. Here's the thing that I would say. You, you'd have to pay him a main roster contract to stay on the, stay in NXT because you can't bring him to N- main roster. He'll be jobbing to Jackson Riker on main event. And the top guy is worth that, by yeah, God. Yeah, absolutely. But here's the other thing. He's done literally everything you can do in NXT. Like, he's done it all. Like, he's, he's the guy who's held, who holds the record for the longest uh, you know, time as the champion. He was North American champion, the first North American champion. He's done every kind of match. He's done all the war game stuff. He's done everything you possibly can. If he were to jump to AEW and rejoin a whole bunch of his old friends and his current girlfriend in Britt Baker, like, nobody can tell him, like, that's a bad move. But he, 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 uh, and there's a whole, whole other world of things that he could do in AEW that, like, he's already done everything in NXT. He can pretty well come in and dictate whatever deal he wants. Yeah. And if it if you don't believe he's got stroke in WWE, look around at who else has a Twitch account right now. Yeah. One guy. One guy. Uh, now, re- go ahead. You told Robert, me sorry. Adam Cole was in and his contract situation. I was very shocked that WWE would even let it get this far because at this point, you lose him and you're losing like the heart of NXT. You're losing something major and robert knows that i mean i knew the deal was up december january like months ago and was trying to find a wdb confirmation on that so i could run it and i couldn't so like robert and jeremy and i knew that his deal was coming up at the end of the year and then all of a sudden they're like oh hey by the way your deal's up wild ready Ready, set, mech says AEW isn't the competition. It's the home of a new era, greatness, as well as a reason why people like myself came back to wrestling. That's what I like hearing. I heard a lot of that about Bray Wyatt this weekend as well. Mm. Heard a lot of people say that he brought them back. J.K. Schwal says, Alex, use stadium stampede tailgate tornado match at the Little League Park and playground outside the stadium in Milwaukee. Them doing stadium stampede at a different stadium yeah. would be very cool. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah, it would be really great. Like they they do have they have a little like a little t-ball field outside the park with a little playground. It'd be perfect to do stupid little stunts. Intangible one says only place you can do the you should do the tailgate part 
is in Buffalo. Okay, that would be cool as well. That would be awesome. that that would be very cool. Terrence says this wasn't a surprise, uh, but Dynamite uh, a different has a different breathing pace. That set up a lot of stories, amazing booking, and they fit a lot in perfectly. They're very good at that. They are very good at finding a way to maximize how important everything is. Uh, we get a backstage promo video on Brian Cage, Team Taz, all that good stuff. Uh, I love them building that. You can have people off TV, put them in a two-minute segment. They're good to go. We also get Lucha Brothers backstage being interrupted by Andrade and uh, Chavo. Chavo is so good for Andrade. Um, I'm, I'm really digging this. This is another way. you keep. They're not out of sight, out of mind. They continue their thing, but it doesn't happen yet. So down the line, you can do a match on a dynamite that feels more important, and it might just look like, oh, well, this isn't for a title. What does it matter? Well, it matters because they're trying to get trying to move up the rankings. Everything matters here. I, I like that too. Uh, but another match that kind of played into that, but went a little long for my liking. Christian Cage defeating the Blade. Like all due respect to the Blade, he's fifteen and four, so they've been giving him wins and stuff. You knew he wasn't winning this match, Alex. Christian can still go in the ring. It's just this match lost me a little bit. Um, it was okay. Christian became number one contender after this, but it was okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, it it does it does appear that they're, they're they're setting up some stuff with Christian. He's he hinted heavily uh, about Pittsburgh uh, and maybe getting a match there. Um, uh, uh, yeah, the the blade has been protected. Fifteen and four is is no slouch. That that is that'll make the playoffs in the NFL in this new like I don't know twenty two game schedule they now got with the owners trying to get as much money as they possibly can. Um, uh, but yeah, that's good and everything. But it doesn't feel like doesn't doesn't isn't the Hardly family Hardy family office have like fifteen people in it, yeah. and he has to go outside of it yeah. to find a mercenary. Like there's there's I don't know just it feel it feels like a weird thing. Um, I'm glad Christian got the win. It's, it feels like the, the least, um, I mean, it's consequential because Christian's now number one contender, but it does feel inconsequential because like we knew who the match was going to go to. So it's a weird, that never happens at AEW. Even the matches where we know who's going to win, it doesn't feel as obvious as this. I just hope this is the end of Christian with the Hardy family office. Even though we were all hoping for Adam Page, Kenny, at All Out, I'll take Christian. Christian's great. We didn't think we would ever see him wrestle again before yeah. January, so that's really cool, and I don't want to lose sight of that. But, yeah, this match did nothing for me. Yeah, it does make me feel kind of spoiled that I'm, like, taking for granted a a Christian Cage match. It's just they – the blade feels like he just never wins matches like this. And that's just where I am on it. Uh, Andrade or actually Volob says, I say it every week. Stop doing custody of the Lucha brothers storyline. Yeah, Eventually they'll, they'll get there. Uh, they will definitely get there. Uh, we also have uh, Jorge saying Meltzer mentioned an Omega Danielson match. that could a headline bank of California stadium for the LA debut hold 30 to 35,000. I like that. I think they can do 40,000. They're selling out 15,000 in a few minutes on a couple weeks' notice with nothing announced and only it inferred that CM Punk <laughs> might possibly be there. Yeah. I think they could do 40,000. I really do. 
uh, TV guy who says, watching from Australia, enjoyed Dynamite Live today. Rampage Is Rampage coming on f- to fight TV? We've had no official announcement and are a week away. I wouldn't expect it if that if it, if it hasn't been announced yet, but I will try to find out as best I can. Uh, Britt Baker comes out. Rebel comes out. And Tony's interviewing them. Red Velvet makes her way out. Now, there was uh, a bit of scuttlebutt online because after Britt Baker said that she beat Red Velvet, Red Velvet says, well, I was an enhancement talent trying to work my way up. And I was like, well, that wasn't that long ago. But what what do you think about the term enhancement talent being used within the context of this, Robert? I mean, it, it's I, I don't think it's as bad as a lot of people make it because quite frankly – the, the, the term tune-up fight is used often in boxing and MMA. Yeah, enhancement talent is fine here. If you're worried about it being an insider term, it's more of like the corporate insider term that's been developed over the years, so I wouldn't really care about that. And we're in an era where if you really care about certain terms being used on TV, you're not paying attention. So this didn't really bother me as much that she said that. I do want to say... I love that Forbert Baker, Tony Schiavone's like, what are you doing here, Red Velvet? This isn't your time. This is the champion's time. Like, he's so protective of Britt Baker and their friendship, and I always enjoy seeing that. I think this is a good shout. I mean, they do have – there's like three big contenders that are good to go. You got Chris Statlander, Thunder Rosa, and Serena Deeb, but – Next week is Britt Baker's week, Alex. That's what this is. And I don't think Pittsburgh is going to give a damn who she faces. They just give a damn that she wins. Yes. Um, I, 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 I thought the whole thing between real velvet, you know, coming out and it's like, you're going to challenge me last time we faced, I beat you in three minutes. You're on whatever challenge you want to make. It's accepted. And I, and I, listen, if she had said, so you want to talk big to me? Cause you beat me when I was just starting out here. Fine. Since then, this is my win-loss record. Seven wins in a row. Instead, she didn't say that. She said enhancement talent, which feels like a a choice. You say that because we are going to be the company that doesn't stray away from what we all know everything is, which I kind of find interesting now. Like, like this is a thing. Like, we know what this is when, when somebody comes out and puts over somebody in two minutes. We know what that is. But Usually, on the other company, we're not allowed to say wrestling. Like, here, although, like they're being obvious, which I like. Although, I don't know if anybody caught this, but at 7.59 on the USA Network during the Olympics, they said, we'll see you after wrestling. WWE Raw is next. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, ooh. I love Cyclops saying Britt Reba and Tony are the mean girls of AEW. That is yep. hilarious. Zion, thank you for the super chat. Um, also, uh, Steven Turner says, wasn't a fan of red velvet referring to herself as enhancement talent, but it was a great show overall. I understand people's qualms with it for sure. I do understand that. New punk says, love the women's stuff. Velvet versus Brit has me interested. AW is only getting started. A lot of progression in this show. Can't wait for Britsburg. Oh, I can't wait to see that woman's pop. And what I love about AEW is, and hopefully they don't do this. 
They don't have you come out here and say, and that's why I moved to Florida. <laughs> George says, Flair to Pinnacle or to Andrade, you never know. I think Flair doing Pinnacle has too much uh, TNA fortune vibes to it. I wouldn't do that. Did you all see the Ethan Page, Brian Pillman skit at Jaguars practice? No. Did not. Ethan Page showed up at Jaguars practice, like yelled at Tony Khan, yelled at the football players, and Brian Pillman Jr., whose father was in the NFL, showed up and confronted him, and they brawled. Nice. It was so much fun. Ian Hunter says, uh, first time seeing Ethan since coffin match pre-show, yelling at Jags till Pillman came, but the Blondes feuding with the acclaimed thoughts on his next feud. Um, I think this is a, a placeholder. For Ethan Page, he'll probably win. Uh, but because I would imagine and hope that the Pillman plan is tag team title match on AEW Dynamite in Cincinnati. That makes a lot of sense to me. As far as Ethan Page, I think they will slide him in there against somebody significant, probably uh, around All Out or, or after that, I think. Any new info on Trio's titles? Not yet. I know that there are some that, that, that want them in the company. Yeah. Anthony says, any word on Platinum Max's status? Um, I can't imagine that Tony was over the moon about that. Uh, that was uh, an well, immature. No, now, now he's got a whole, he's got hours more of work during the week. He's got week. two more now shows gotta, to edit, Sean. He's got to edit everything now. Somebody I mean, else should have been be doing that yeah, it's true. to begin with. Yeah. But no word on that. I would imagine he's all right. He'll apologize. Jay Blood says, I see Wardlow and Jericho as the beginning of the Wardlow MJF being at odds. I don't know if that's in the plans yet, but eventually it will be. And eventually it'll be really, really big. We had uh, Allie taking on Layla Hirsch in a contender match for the NWA World Women's title. You have Camille Brickhouse at ringside. She looks like a megastar. It's still green, but let me tell you, the visual at the end of this match was major league production right here. But let's talk about the match. It was fine. Allie, I think, has done some of the best work of her career this summer. A couple years ago, I wasn't feeling that way. Her work um, has has improved a lot. Layla Hirsch gets the win with an arm bar, which I love. I love the struggle with it as well. And then afterwards, you get Camille, who's damn near six feet tall anyway, in heels, pulling the old Andre the Giant standing on a box next to the four foot ten, four foot eleven Robert. Layla Hirsch, what a beautiful visual. Masterful work. Uh, I didn't think we'd ever see anything like this after they had EO and Raquel over on NXT try to do this. This was even better than that just because she's already tall. She's wearing heels. Layla can probably wrestle her down, and that's an interesting story to tell. And she'd be a great NWA champion. Legit wrestler, could carry that belt, could use it to get more reps. I think Layla Hirsch could actually win the belt. I I could do, but Tom Latimer is Nick Aldis's buddy. Nick Aldis running the NWA. Well, man, never mind what I said. Uh, Camille, they, they all you know they hang out, they work out. I would be shocked if Camille. I mean, they NWA was high on Camille when Dave Lagana was there. I mean, quite frankly, Brian Murphy says, "Give me Camille versus Charlotte in the future somehow." I mean, we'll see about that, um, but. Nerdguru says, what percentage of AEW's audience watches NWA? Personally, I don't watch. I didn't really care about the contenders match. Layla is great, but meh. 
I don't mind this because otherwise, what do you got? You got a cold match between Allie and Layla with no stakes. This adds some stakes to things. I'm okay with that. As long as the titles are booked effectively, I don't really care if you got a bunch of them. Like if it'd be one thing if WWE had all the titles that they had and booked their champions as being important, but they don't do that. That's just not what happens. Joey Grapp says he's he's a pump for Hirsch and Camille. Looking forward to Empower. What's happening with Dan Lambert? Is King Mo going to show up? I will answer that in one minute. Terrence says, give me Camille and Jade Cargill in the ring in the future. I will wait for this one. If they do women's tag team titles, Alex, that's a team you got to put together just for the visual aspect. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, it, it does feel like it's one of those things that like I, I – it, it's become kind of a blasé thing to be like criticizing them about the women's division. And it's not the division. They've got the women. They're, they're, they've got a whole bunch of women that are great. I mean, Serena Deeb is with them now, yes. but she's hurt. But like, they've got a whole bunch of women that are great. They can only get one match in a two hour show and, and then a segment. But like, there's, there's all these women, I think, that are, are great that I don't know what they're doing right now. And they, they could have Matt, you could have two matches a week. I feel like you had two matches on a two-hour dynamite, even if one was 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 quick and was do a squash an, an enhancement talent match. Then then you have in the future that enhancement talent gets to come back months down the line and say, "Hey, we had that match six months ago. Look at me now." There's storylines to be built from that. I feel like the women are there; they're good enough. They should they should have at least two matches a, a week on dynamite. I feel like is a bare minimum to ask for. Jordan Scott says, I feel Britsburg might lead into a Thunder Rosa title match. If the pop is huge, she comes out and says the DMD pop is better than the Thunder pop. I don't know if the Thunder Rosa pop has uh, picked up as much, but it is a real thing. Everywhere Thunder Rosa goes, there's a giant pop. And I think that says an awful lot for her. I've openly spoke about how much I respect that woman for being ambitious, working to become a citizen. And then when she got successful, she's like, oh, I'm going to open up a wrestling territory and develop a whole bunch more talent. She has had no WWE exposure and she gets pops everywhere she goes because people, when you're real, people see it. Misfit says the NWA women's belt and AEW belt. I see it on dynamite and pay-per-views. But I never see Jerry mention it in his NWA reviews or associated with this show. That's a good shout. Uh, George says, uh, Camille versus Jade, big Hoss match in waiting. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Joshua says the NWA tie-in is great. All the perks of a secondary women's title and none of the drawbacks. Yep. Well, I mean, besides the fact that you're probably going to have to put Camille over Layla Hirsch. But to me, that's a small price to pay. Robert Camille is looks looks the part right right now you've got a cool match for empower because I assume that's where they'll do this they don't have a title match there yet and you have empower which now has Diana Chelsea Green all these great women so it's more about building that show and building the overall synergy in wrestling and I still think Layla could win but even if she loses uh, the size alone says hey Camille's got a shot Nikolai Kreese says the PBR tweet just now. The tweet says that was fun, but now we're broke. Back to the shit Saturday night. GCW, look for the PBR ring skirts. <laughs> That's clever. And uh, we did see Dan Lambert. He did say he was coming back for Lance Archer. I applaud him being so excited to catch an ass whooping 
Uh, we've got somebody, Jack Murphy, saying Filthy Tom with Lambert. I think that would be a great shout. There That's is no short. There are people that, that are asking King Mo. I think Filthy Tom's the way to go. Filthy Tom, Robert. That's what I would do. Filthy Tom Waller is not just American top team in MLW. He's also the New Japan Strong Openweight Champion. It's right there. I think that's a great match to do. I think Tom Waller should be on mainstream American television, and I hope that's who he brings. It's, it's so funny because you know, I covered MMA full-time for like a decade before I was like, what well, this shit I'm getting out. But there are certain wrestlers that you look at and you're like, Really? They were like, they're the ones that worked. Nobody thought Matt Riddle was going to be the one that transcended and did well. Nobody. He was just the guy that one time cut a funny promo about a British person spitting in his mouth and smoked some weed. Nobody thought that that would happen. Everybody thought King Mo, Rampage, Tito Ortiz were going to. It didn't work out everybody saw Tom Lawler and they said, well, if he goes to wrestling, he's going to nail it. And he did uh, mainly because he did pro wrestling inspired entrances to weigh-ins all the time, but he was a slam dunk. So uh, very glad to see him working, uh, working out the way that he is and a good dude and just an indispensable source of knowledge for the crossover and all I, I like he he's got some incredible insight as well. Oh, Miro versus Lee Johnson. I was sitting there writing Lee Johnson's eulogy before the match happened. I was like, thank you for all the Twitter likes that you, you've given me in the past. I thought this was going to be a five minute squash about three minutes in. I'm like, why isn't it? And then Alex, by the end of the match, I was like, damn, that was good. Daly's place loved Lee Johnson, loved Lee Johnson. That was so cool. I thought this was good. Even a spot where it looked like they messed up on the outside, where it looked like Miro was supposed to catch him, didn't miss a beat. Not a beat. This was a blast. Yeah. Um, it's. Uh, I I think it was. It turned out to be really good. But uh, when you were like, uh, th- this is going to be really quick, and then why isn't it? I was that way for the entire match. I was like, why was this not five minutes or less? Like Miro was, Miro was a guy who runs through everybody. The fact that he doesn't run through this guy, as good as Lee Johnson is or can be one day, I think this match was more to put over Lee Johnson for the future, and that, that could be great. I haven't seen enough from him yet to, to see why that's warranted, personally, but I know that Miro is a guy who just who squashes people, just ruins their lives, and I wanted him to do that because that's, that's what I like to see. But if this thing achieved what it was supposed to into putting over Lee Johnson for the future – then great. Maybe I'll eat my words in in a couple of months. But right now, I just I just I thought it was kind of weird that that Miro, who really just destroys people, didn't destroy Big Shotty Lee Johnson. Yeah, he oh. should have run right through him. But I'll live with it because Johnson looked great. The dive where he was supposed to catch him, or at least it felt that way, made it even cooler when Johnson was actually able to knock him over. Um, Miro is solid and. The person that beats him is going to be the most over person in the building. Also, shout out to Dustin, who really was playing the coach role very well with all of his facials on the outside of the ring. But fine match. I think it shows Lee Johnson's progression, though, from job guy who couldn't win to hanging mm-hmm. in there with Miro. It is a really 
um, really great display of like how far he's come. And I, and I thought that I thought that was really, really good. I thought that was smart booking. 813 car guy says Miro's getting love and deserves it. Amazing match. Uh, yeah, it was the crowd was all there for it. George says Miro is booked badly, but now, uh, but look now, Andrade the same. I mean, what Andrade's doing now is better than what he was doing in WWE, and what Miro was doing with best friends and Kip was better than WWE, uh, the, the latter end. And I know a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, Miro was booked like shit for months. I think that that best friend stuff and Kip set the stage for this. I think that after he was how he was in WWE and he became a softie, I don't think you go straight back to Miro Crush. Look at Malachi Black killing it with the one eye. Like, even though you were booked like dog shit, at least do something to make that not all a waste. And I think that they they did that really well. Kevin Steet says, which sponsor would be upset over Lawler's tight little jean trunks? Do they have a clothing sponsor? I'm not sure. Oh, man. Uh, we don't have a clothing sponsor, but by God, we have a furniture sponsor. I know you all hear me talk about Helix mattresses all the time, how it changed my life. I get the best night's sleep of my life. But they've left the bedroom and they started making sofas. They launched a new company called All Form and they're already making the best sofas we've ever seen. I've got one and I love it. I actually turned it into like two because I got a double chase. I've got the chase and one seat here. And this is kind of a small room, my office. So I've got the chase and another seat uh, in another room. Then when we move, we get into our new house. It's going to my living room. I'm going to have it in there. Their furniture is so versatile. It's the easiest way you can customize a sofa using premium materials at a fraction of the cost of traditional stores. When I was going, checking out some of the uh, furniture around my neighborhood at at furniture stores, it was uh, way more expensive than what I was checking out at allform.com slash Fightful. And it's customizable at allform.com slash Fightful. You pick your fabric. It's spill, stain, and scratch resistant. So if you use some of our other sponsors, don't worry about the stains. Uh, If you've got pets, it's scratch resistant, which is important to me. i got a bunch of them. And quite frankly, you guys have seen me on this podcast spill a million things. You think I'm kidding? Look, i got a soda to keep me awake. I've got fruit drink right here. I've got water right here. I've got water right here. I'm spilling stuff all the time. Who keeps a jar of local honey on their desk? Me. What are you doing? I've got allergies, Robert. I've got allergies, okay? But my allergies aren't coming from all the stains on the sofa, all that stuff. Not at allform.com slash Fightful. They got armchairs and love seats all the way up to an eight-seat sectional. So there's something for everyone. You can start small, buy more seats later on. Ah, apologies. I've got allergies. As you can tell, I tried to even mute that. I was holding in that cough forever. All form sofas are delivered directly to your home with fast, free shipping. A lot of times when you order a sofa, it can take almost, it can take months to arrive. I think Jeremy Lambert said that he had ordered uh, a piece of furniture and only half of it came like three months after he ordered it. I don't even think he knew where the other half was. All form takes three to seven 
days to arrive in the mail. You can assemble it yourself in a few minutes. No tools needed. And you get to keep it for 100 days. And if you decide after that point or anytime during that, you can be like, ah, well, you know what? I don't like this. I don't like comfortable, versatile, beautiful furniture. You can send it back for free. They'll give you a full refund. All Form is offering 20% off all orders over at allform.com slash Fightful. Hit them up on Twitter at allformhome. Let them know you heard about them from us. Even if you don't order one, I encourage you. Go tweet them at allformhome. Say, hey, Fightful sent me. I can't tell you how important that is. Uh, guys, if you are resending your super chats with the little stars, uh, we have not gotten to those segments yet. We've got somebody keeping track of all of them. Don't worry. Zion1908 says Bray Wyatt's 90 Days is up on October 29th, which is a Friday. Could you see a Halloween-themed Rampage show with uh, Bray AEW debut? Nope. I don't think it's going to happen. I just wow. personally don't think so. Uh, who do you all see Miro facing it all out? Hasn't thought about it a lot, but Darby would be good. I mean, they're not really doing anything with Darby, so I guess there could be a rematch there. But I, I want to see him face somebody that like is on a is on a tear. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and also somebody hasn't seen faced yet. So maybe somebody who, uh, who, who, you know, we haven't seen him face. May, may, I, I, Eddie Kingston. I want to see him face Eddie Kingston at all out. I think that would be. Great as Eddie King's the baby face, just never giving up, kicking yeah. out, flipping the bird to Miro in the middle, like really pissing him off. Like, <laughs> I think that could be a lot of fun. Steven Nagishi says, Who do you think will beat Omega and win the title first? Brian or Punk? Will it happen before the end of the year? Neither one of them. I still think it's gonna be Hangman Page. Yeah. I still think it's gotta be Hangman Page. He's the one. What about Hangman you guys? Page is the one. I do think Brian gets the match first. And I'm okay with that. Um, I, it, it can add to Hangman's story. Jack says, I can't decide if the Miro loss should be versus Kingston at Arthur Ashe or Silver in Rochester for Brody. Ooh, John Silver's a good shout. Like, even for a short-term run, yeah. I think that's a really, really good shout, especially in Rochester. Chris Rainson's an Alex Appreciation Super Chat. Well, fortunately for you guys, he does uh, two shows a week over on FightfulSelect.com. Make sure you guys check it out. Sour Graps. So uh, we talked about the Hangman Page Dark Order situation. Hangman Page runs into Dark Order. And they're like, hey, you're our friend. Where you been? He's like, I got to do this by myself. I got to handle the elite by myself. I appreciate you guys. But it's probably best we go our separate ways. This is Hangman after riding on a high, having his existing insecurities come back to haunt him. And that's not that he just messes it up for himself, but for everybody that he cares about, that he brings down the mood, Alex. Uh, this is common sense stuff, and I love how it played out for the segment after that. But what did you think of the lead up? Um, I think there's a, there's something really interesting about um, about him saying to um, to Dark Order, "I got to do this on my own," and half of them saying, "What are you talking about? Like we're going to be there for you no matter what. You're you're our boy." 
And then I think it's Stu and, and, and Evil Uno who were like, no, if this is his choice, we have to respect that. So much so that later half of them ran out to save him from a beatdown. And Stu and Uno were like, no, he told us he doesn't want our help. Which means there's there's a lot of different ways you could get to, but one of the possibilities is in his inevitable clash with with Kenny for the title. When the Bucks and the Good Brothers are all getting involved, the Dark Order goes against his wishes to run those guys off. Turns around after beating them up the up the ramp and off the stage. Turns around, gives them the thumbs up, says it's one on one for you. Go get them, and then they leave. They don't have to be there for for the victory, but they help him because they know what's best for him at that moment. That See, could be something they do. that's what they want you to think. But Evil Uno followed me on Twitter last week, and I actually heard what he said on the ramp. He said, "Don't do it." Sean Ross Sapp is going to tweet gang wars if we do it. <laughs> And that's what really happened. I love this. Robert, one of the things I love the most is, well, they're not helping him, but Kazarian don't give a shit what Hangman Page wants. He cares about what he's doing. Michael Nakazawa throwing that basketball at Kazarian killed me. Before this, we had seen the elite backstage really taunting. They're wearing like a Ric Flair robe. They're wearing a Cookie Monster shirt, CM. Like there's... They're There's wearing Bollywood Bolly- boys, shirt boys shirts. Like I, I thought every bit of this made sense. Every freaking bit of it, Robert. This was really good storytelling. So here's what's great about this. It's a real situation that can happen. Guy decides I need to confront my demons on my own. I appreciate my friends. You need to let me do this on my own. The demons who know him and know his insecurities are really harping on that and he's like no i don't care i'm gonna get my ass kicked by you but i'm gonna do it on my own and evil uno and Stu grayson as the leaders are like no no we're the elders here we have to respect him i love that i think this works i think it works too this is a hot topic in our super chats make sure you guys get them in uh kind of tied to this you got nerd guru saying when is jay white gonna make an AEW appearance i would say this fall uh, New Punk Rants is as someone who struggles with mental health issues, I appreciate how delicate AEW has been regarding a mental health storyline and page. It's relatable. That's where I think you, you tiptoe the line. Relatable. It is a show. It is a television show that should mimic some real-life situations, and I think they're doing it the right way. Bryant Heath says, do you think Buck's story with Hangman can still lead to them siding with him? I don't. I don't. And I think they should probably wait until they find out what Adam Cole is going to do before they make any rash decisions about anything like that. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. Adam Cole, didn't he make the call to bring Paige into the Bullet Club? Wasn't that a Cole decision? I believe it was. I believe it was. Jordan says, I loved how Dark Order let him go, unlike how the Elite wouldn't let him leave the group on BTE at first. It's the little things, Jordan. I love that you pointed this out. That this has been a two-plus year storyline. It's it's been years. Um, if indeed uh, Paige is not the, um, the 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 thing at, at all out, which was what we've been led to believe is that he's not the, the match for all out. What what do you guys think about since we we keep hearing like? That really, where you, where where their their big matches can be is can be on TV, can can get major major um, uh, you know uh, 
exposure in that way. What do you think about Page versus Omega at like the Arthur Ashe, Arthur Ashe show? Like something like that where like it's it's on TV, everyone watches it. It's like the this is going to be the night we pop the rating. We're advertising Page versus Omega at Arthur Ashe. And everybody tunes in. That's to be the time they hit 1.75 million or whatever. And they actually do the thi- the, 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 the the transfer of the title on a dynamite. That. I would love that. And Arthur Ashe, that would be big. That would yeah. be very big. Yeah. Chris says, Jay White's doing Warrior Wrestling in Chicago the day after Rampage at the United Center. And there you go. Intangible One says it may be too soon, but I kind of want either Kaz or Page to cost the Good Brothers the Impact Tag Titles next week. Because Arian's doing Impact stuff now. So uh, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. Sawyer says, how about Hangman takes a detour and is the one to beat Miro short reign just to another another chapter in elite history? No, they put too much into this, into Hangman Omega. There's no reason to divert the train. We know where it's headed. It may be for a few more stops down the line than we want it, want it to be, but we know where that end of the line is on this train. Jay Blood says, Elite Column Hangman, Dark Order Column Adam. The little things matter in this storyline. That's something I hadn't even thought of or noticed. Uh, Ian Hunter says, Josh Alexander called out a top AEW star. How about Miro versus Josh? I'd love to see that match. I think Josh Alexander is the one that take the, takes the impact title off of Omega eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Alexander is one of the best workers in, in North America right now. He is nothing short of incredible. We had a super chat from the Listen You Girl earlier that I accidentally missed from Stu Plexer, and it said, Hangman's story is the most invested I've been since the summer of punk uh, 2011. Just bought tickets to Arthur Ashe. Will be my first ever wrestling event live. Can't wait. Boy, are you in for a good one. Jack Mitchell says they murdered my boy Adam Page. How do that? How dare they do that to my cowboy hero? They play off the cowboy iconography so well. They do that so well. Now, Bryant says that Hangman hit rock bottom tonight and says he was about to, and Charlie says he's about to apologize to the Bucks. And Kenny just inserted himself into that. I love this story so much. The Bucks are going to turn. Do you think they, we've had a couple super chats about that now, Robert? Do you think they're going to turn? Yeah, I, them joining with Kenny and Don Callis never fully added up. So I still think that those seeds are planted and we'll see where they go. I think Bucks are natural baby faces even though they work so well as you know cocky heels i think people want to cheer them so if anybody's going to turn it will be them nerd guru loves the arthur ash idea alex mentioned that title match and brian debuts that night what a power move oh i i could see it now i could see hangman winning getting his full celebration then with one minute left in the show Omega has not left ringside and he just rolls back into the ring and he's about to say something on the microphone and then Brian's music hits. <laughs> oh boy. And he walks out and that ends the show. Oh boy. <sighs> Ron says the first thing hangman did was drink. I still think his alcoholism is the underlying key to that character's story. It's definitely a big one. It's, it's a big one and it's got to have, it's got to be to the point to where he overcomes that as well. Nikolai says, G.O.D. siding with Hangman. I don't know. I can't pretend to predict what Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa will do. 
813 car guy says he wants Jay White and Good Brothers Elite and Kenny and Bucks. Will it happen? You're not getting that because Jay White's fighting the Good Brothers over at Impact. You might. You're more likely to get Jay White, God, and two other people against Elite Kenny and Bucks, or them to all form like a super group and swerve everybody. And yeah, Volub says I've said it before. Everyone else is talking it. Hangman Dark Order talks to Hangman. I love that. It's so real. Uh, Nurguru says, TK, please buy Flight of the Valkyries. Doesn't need Bloody. to. That's, Doesn't need to. No, no. It's, it's, uh, it's what do they call it? Uh, public domain. Public pu- pu- domain. Also, uh, I see a lot of people who are saying, no, you should, should come out to, to, um, to the final countdown, which was his ROH stuff. Do you realize how close the, 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 the notes are and the trill of Fight of the Valkyries and Final Countdown, you can meld those together <laughs> into a new song that would be really, really cool. Arsham says, Dark Order are bad friends for leaving Paige. If, if your friend is giving space and you're at gunpoint and you're the only one who can save them, why would you not? Well, he asked for it. He asked for it. Daniel says... Uh, Got to be honest, this show is a bit meh, and the moderator says this man is a liar. (laughs) You're entitled to your opinion. Yeah. Sure. Nikolai says, how many Easter eggs were in the Elite backstage segment? Black said, no, Cody, you aren't making this about you at the end of the show. I love it. Uh, The Easter eggs, we we ran over that. I know Bollywood Boys, Ric Flair, Cookie Monster, CM. There were some people saying the Bucks shirts – were like Hawaiian shirts. I don't know if they were Hawaiian shirts, but if they were, good on them. Maybe that's something for Alex to break down. Like, <laughs> maybe maybe more than it needs to be. Yeah, that's something yeah. we would have had you write an article it about def- years. Definitely ago. would have been. Yeah. Jeremiah says if they do the title in Ash, they better get a sponsor because they cannot have picture in picture for Hangman's title win. Oh yeah, yeah. You need to get a presenting sponsor for that match. Yep. And avoid all that. Yeah. And by God, everybody is a wrestling audience. Get together and buy whatever that product is. <laughs> For the love of God. Yeah. Uh, guys, we're heading down the home stretch. Get your super chats in. Oh, man. Uh, by the way, Christian had said backstage, he, he sang a Golden Girls theme, which is great because he went to high school with a lot of those women. <laughs> uh, so it's good to see him pay homage to them as well. Uh, Andrade uh, (laughs) uh, laid out Fuego del Sol. That's a great shout. I love that. We saw a promo package, Santana and Ortiz versus FTR uh, or uh, for that match. Um, I I liked the way that they, that they worked in the injury. Like you guys nearly killed my best friend. Yes. You guys are in such big trouble. Like, I, I think that Dax is such a great promo. And when you give him something to be passionate about and angry about, man, that stuff sizzles. So it's, good. it's so this easy in old school. Baby faces and heels don't matter yeah. because it's just, hey, I don't care if you think I'm a bad guy. You hurt my friend. And now I'm coming to kill you, even yeah. if I get hurt. Yeah. You guys know I don't like rematch 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 let them run it back these two deserve it run it back we all know that that's not the way it was supposed to be right charlie says i kind of wish dark order uh got through and then destroyed people would say john silver uh but i would want it to be five uh i mean maybe maybe 
Daniel says, just want to clarify, it's definitely not raw levels of bad. I just think the very high standards of the past couple of weeks shift of my view. Hey, you're entitled to your uh, opinion, buddy. And that's a good problem to have, by the way. Yes. yes. Yeah, if this show is a six and a half or a seven on your scale, it's at least it's not a two. Ian Hunter says, the Bucks' first words to Adam Cole, aren't you dead? No, I thought you were dead. Like, in this disbelief yeah. look, I thought you were dead. Grayman Media says, R.I.P. Jody Hamilton. Yeah, the assassin, the father of uh, Nick Patrick. And happy birthday, Kensuke Sasaki. Sawyer says, Dark Order Page Elite has me obsessing over every detail like it's <laughs> Twin Peaks Season 3 or Breaking Bad. AEW's Prestige Wrestling. That's what I like. Everything matters, Alex. And this is... My thing is, it doesn't have to be Breaking Bad where everything matters. Yeah. I just want something to matter. Here's the thing about about these about almost all of these uh, professional wrestlers are all really actors at heart. And one thing I will tell you about actors is they never f- fail to know exactly what my character did back then and right here, so I can do a callback to this. And remember when we had that moment six months ago. We're going to play off that now. Like, that's what all these people are. And they have the freedom to do that in AEW. They're not handed this script and saying, you can't deviate from this. No, nobody remembers that. We're not going to do that. This time, they actually have faith in their performers to to really tell the story. And I think it really shines through. Well, uh, well, I guess we can read this super chat uh, before. Steven Nageshi says, will Caster get fired as a penalty for the Biles rap? Nope. No. But we saw the main event. It was Cody Malachi Black, and Malachi Black squashed Cody. Worked the leg, sent him through a table, avoided the, the roads, crossroads, hit him with the kick, and that's a wrap. A good squash over a top talent, Robert, even when it's Cody, and it's happened before. It happened last year. Happened about a year ago. It still hits hard, Robert. Look, I had said this on Twitter. I really wish Cody wasn't treating everything he's doing like he's at the end of his career. But as we saw tonight, he really is trying to play like he is. Malachi Black deserves this. He has been waiting forever. He headlined SmackDown, what was it, like two months ago? He deserves this. They should never let him go. He's going to make a lot more money now. He should really do something about that eye. It looks infected. And I just I love it. It's amazing. I'm concerned for the eye, but I think this is great. I don't like that they had Cody do the whole, I'm retiring just to have Black. We'll get there. Stop skipping ahead, Robert. You do this too much. Stop skipping ahead. Um, Alex, the same thing that I enjoy about a guy like Aleister Black is one of the things that also gets me frustrated. It's like, because look at how much attention to detail he pays to something yeah. that yeah. he doesn't even have to anymore. Mm-hmm. It's more than the company that he used to work for did. So when he was sort of making excuses for that company, it's mm-hmm. like, you're mad at the wrong people, man. Like, you've got the vision. Yeah. Uh, the, the, I, I love it. And this is the same thing we said with Miro. He is who we thought he was. Absolutely. He's really good. Yeah, he's everything. This is if this was the heel he wanted to present in NXT, but Triple H was like, "No, we're going to make you a face." It was like, "Okay, I can work with it." I mean, think of when we could have gotten this years and years and years ago. Also, I want to get a shout out to whoever made that mask 
that hoodie mask with the antler things yeah. and the skull. That was awesome looking. Like I, I'm, I'm a sucker for, for really cool, like visuals with an entrance. That was really cool. Um, I loved everything he did. He had a counter for everything. Like the thro- the crossroads was like, if you try the crossroads, I'm going to knee you in the head. Like, that was such a wonderful counter to it. I've never seen before. Also great spot with the table. Like Cody just went limp and jumped backwards. It was perfect, perfectly set table, perfect spot. Was totally safe. I thought it was all bump. great. Perfect bump, working over the leg, and then walks right into the old black mass. And he didn't even pin him; just put yes. a foot on his chest, and that and that was that. And I mean, I did not think they were going to say, "Okay, Malachi, you're going to squash Cody." But what does that do for Malachi Black going forward? Everyone's like, oh, well, who's who's going to be, you know, the, the next one to, to get the big, the big, like it, when Paige inevitably becomes champion, yes. the guy he loses that belt to is Malachi Black. I'm sorry. I'm calling <laughs> it now. You you got to ride this thing because this guy's incredibly intense. Like the, the cowboy everybody loves versus the minister of darkness. Like there's some really cool stuff you can do with this. Kylie asked if they ever named what Black's kick is called in AEW. I don't think yet. Not yet. But Chris said, Malachi, with that kick to Cody that sent him to the table, I'd be shouting out loud with excitement. It was great, and you couldn't see it coming from a mile away because it didn't get set up yeah. during the match. It was brilliant. It was a brilliant setup. Um, Jordan says, curious who, what's next for Black. Kind of want to see a Sammy feud. Use Fuego as a launch point. It's got to be somebody with a significant push, in my opinion. James Edward Smith says he pulled that mask out of a jet black pool near a forbidden fuel. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so true. Uh, uh, Joshua Baker said, not a Cody guy, but wild to me. People compare Cody to Triple H. Dude got squashed twice in a year and put like six dudes over. He's put a lot of people over. And he's beaten a lot of the people he probably should have beaten. Anthony Agogo, in retrospect, did not need to beat him. He hasn't been on TV at all. If it were in the UK like Cody wanted, then you put him over yeah. there. Uh, we have a bunch more super chats uh, about this. Like there, it was such a hot topic. Um, Cyclops says, "All I want is Flair, Tully, and Arn to break Cody's arm." Oh man, uh, New Punk Rant says, "I got to see my favorite wrestler of all time on TNT." I acknowledge the mistakes, but it told a great story. But Malachi Black, what an entrance! But the squash. Wasn't everything that or everything that or the thing that most people were talking about? Intangible one says AEW reversed two years of bad booking with Black in one match. Most people are willing to give them the benefit of the doubt there, and I am too. But um, Cody implies that he's going to retire. Tony Schiavone gets in the ring, hands him a crutch. He had worked over his leg, uh, and after getting squashed. Cody takes to the mic and we got people saying they missed the match. So he was making food under the <laughs> assumption it'd be a 19 minute match, but you got five minutes left in the show. And Robert, this was a bit of a surprise, but I'll say this Cody like wishes he was 52 really bad. <laughs> like, I feel like he wishes that he, like, he wants to swap IDs with PCO. I don't know why Cody is intent on grandstanding and constantly making it seem like, it's the end of his career. Unless he really genuinely believes in his heart, I just wanted to be the WWE champion, and I didn't get that. So as much as I'm glad 
that I say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. I was able to set this table for others. This ain't for me anymore, unless he really believes that. I don't know why the constant grandstanding is necessary, but I did love the, I just wanted to win the belt they took from my daddy at the garden. I, I thought, what a touching thing to say. Good promo from Cody, much better than some of the ones he's cut this year. And, you know, Malachi Black says, uh-uh, you ain't going out on your own terms. Beats that ass, Alex. Um, and now people are saying, well, Cody has said he's retiring in the next few years and he gets, wants to get into politics. I ain't buying it. No, I ain't buying it. Not uh, this one. S- no. Sorry. Um, here's what I'd say about this. He's going to go on, he's going to go on paternity leave. I think probably in his position, he can afford to go on extended paternity leave. Yeah. This might be the beginning of him being gone for a, for a long while. Um, and this is the way to get it started. Now he didn't fully retire because he he, he wasn't able to. Like, I mean, he did. He left the second boot after the the night was over. Yes, but, we we did have zero fear saying Cody took his other boot off post show and left it in the ring. Right. Um, I think that's part of the thing. Like it's whatever. But the thing is, is that he can come back whenever he wants to. He's the EVP. He can come back to take revenge on Black. He can come back and be like, psych. Uh, uh, not only uh, am I back, you thought I was retired. I'm not retired. Not only am I back, but I'm also challenging for the AW, AW title, which I said I would never do. Now I'm back. You could do that. Um, but all this stuff, it doesn't matter because what I loved about this was it was him being what, what felt like very sincere about like, not only like I just got completely worked, like destroyed by this guy. Maybe I don't have it anymore. And in the moment he decides I don't, and I'm going to retire. Like that seems something something like a self-aggrandizer like Cody might do. So he cuts this very impassioned promo, and he's about to do it. And Malachi Black has to come all the way back from, from the back and say, you're not making this about you, Cody. Also, you don't get to have that excuse. Oh, well, I was on my way out. I wasn't at my best. I was about to retire. That's why Black squashed me. No, I love it. I beat you at your best, and you've got to live with that. Like, that is something that's really, really cool for Black. Intangible one saying he was going to be back in a month with black yeah. hair. <laughs> he so is. And so you know true. what? You know what? Anybody who's bleached the hair a bunch, probably a good idea to just stop. <laughs> uh, Jack says, who carries the iPad with Andrade? Um, I don't know who that is. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what you mean. It's been the um, same guy for a few weeks. We just don't know his name yet. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, George says, nice little touch, EVPs being at odd odds news-wise. Yeah. Yes, he did mention that. He, like, I mean, that was a thing, quite frankly, regardless of what, what was heard. That was a rumor backstage. Um, we've got a bunch of super chats about this. Uh, Hannah says, why did Black stop Cody from retiring? What did I do to deserve this? Uh, Greg Carter with a great super chat. Cody wants to swap ages with Dustin. And Dustin <laughs> wants to swap ages with so Cody. True. For real. So true. They're trying to go full Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan. Let's get a freaky Friday going on with those two guys. Oh, man. Uh, Jordan says, is Cody pulling a salmon jacket stunt like Henry and goes for the title as a heel? I don't believe. Like, he can't realize. Cody is smart. And I had somebody in the company say to me, he thinks he's Captain America, but sometimes he's Homelander. And people who knew, know who Homelander is, they understand the reference. Homelander is an all-American superhero on a TV show that is a dick. He's a dick. And Cody, the character, sometimes is a dick. That's why people popped as soon as he started to do his monologue and he got cracked in the head last week. <laughs> oh, man. Nerd Guru says, Black... Uh, black massing every member of the Dark Order in front of Hangman Page would be a chef's kiss. Woo! That is good. That is good. Um, Mikey Sr. says, I was honestly wondering why Cody wouldn't have a retirement match. Mark Henry has to be behind this. Long live the salmon jacket. Oh, they, they got to monetize that. August 3 says, Black versus Cody or Shao Kahn versus Homelander. Doesn't matter. This was a fantastic match. Cody can't retire. Black isn't done whipping that ass. I don't disagree. And I, Alex, I love your approach, and that's one they'll take. Like, you can't minimize what no. I just did to you. No. You're no. not going to pull one of those on me. You're not going to pull a McGregor and say, no, I broke my leg three weeks ago. You didn't actually do it. Right. No, the the idea of like, oh, well, this is why this is why I lost because I wasn't at my best because I was about to retire, you know. And that's the – and no, 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 no. No, no, no. You don't get to use that as an excuse. This is the other thing is that 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 they could really lose this as a launching pad for whatever Malachi Black is going to do next. It's like, I took out the guy. The yeah. guy who's actually on top of this company. I came in on night one. I, I sent him home. Who's next? Like, there's a lot of stuff you can do. Guys, we're 90 minutes in. I remember when these shows used to be like 55, but you guys support us so much. Thank you all. Uh, we're, we're, we've got our last few super chats. Uh, please check out allform.com slash Fightful. Just even go to the link, shop around, browse, hit them up on Twitter at allformhome. Let them know you heard about them from us so they'll continue to support us. Uh, Lionel Landeros says, uh, Cody Rhodes is a great baby face, my personal hero in AEW. Hopefully he takes a break for about a year and comes back as the biggest star ever. I don't think he needs to take a year off. I don't. Uh, a few months is fine. He's got a show coming out. Yeah. He's got a kid. They've got big stars coming in and with Cody out of the, out of the way, so to speak, that's about 15, 20 minutes per show. That's going to go to somebody else. They got another hour opening up and Cody Rhodes ain't going to be in the title title match. Steven says, did you read anything to Camille being spotted at the show tonight? Yeah, she was there for an angle. She was in the ring. Yeah, she yep. shot the angle. She shot the angle. Uh, Jay Torres says, what do you think of Fuego in a non-title match getting the one, two, three kid spot over someone like Miro? 
Um, I think they got to pick and choose where they pin champions, and and that ain't it. That ain't. I don't think that's it. But him getting a win over somebody, I I think is. Uh, he can is, beat Chavo. Chavo can do a match. Yeah, Miguel says SRS. The chant. The chat is chanting. Talk forever with money. I mean, hey, if you guys want to bankroll uh, payday for us, I would appreciate that because there were a lot of days where we were bleeding money before the paywall and before super chats. So I, I like us actually breaking even now. It makes me very, very happy. And you guys support what we do, and I can't tell you how important that is. Jordan says he hated the Cody segment and says that he that it hurt the shock of Black's win and then Black ruined potentially retiring. They should have just done more to the other. Alex, I disagree. I like your approach. Yeah. I, I think I think that it it if they if they had gone through with with Cody, I mean, the last thing we saw was him leaving his boots and walking away. It does take the shine away from Black. Um, but Black, not only squashing Cody, but making Cody consider retirement until Black comes out and says, no, you don't get to retire. Not until I, you're not done yes. until I oh, yeah. say you're done. That re-elevates Cody, uh, Black, and makes the whole segment, I think, work for both guys in a really interesting way. Sean says, I was going to go to the show, but had to cancel when it looked like Cody was retiring. I was so upset. Glad it was a swerve by the looks of it. Yeah, I mean, he's 35. Wrestlers are going until 40. He's going to do this until he's 50, maybe 60. I don't know why he keeps saying, I'll be done by 40. No, you won't. No, I ain't buying it. Ken Shiro says, GCW announces emo fight. Malachi is like, let me show you how it's done with the entrance. Uh, guys, thank you all so much for all the super chats. I want to thank uh, Luis Polito who uh, moderated those. It went way smoother this time, so we're going to keep that method. Uh, Chris Knight says, Miro versus Black God's favorite champion against the devil's favorite demon. Yeah, I mean, lots of imagery stuff here. Yes. We are 95 minutes in. This is Alex, like a Sour Graps episode. I know. Alex, tell the people where they can find you. I used to keep our shows to an hour, but pe- people are paying us. So People are paying us to do it. So, yeah, um, yeah uh, you can follow me on t- on the Twitter at Alex Sour Graps. I do the Sour Graps show twice a week, talking about Raw and SmackDown, which are nowhere near as good as AEW. Uh, and uh, I also do the post-NXT show on the regular YouTube uh, it's it's been a good show with good matches, and it also has an overwhelming fear of sense of dread. <laughs> Robert, tell the people what you're up to. You can find me every day here on Fightful, writing articles, uh, writing scoops that Sean provides. Follow me everywhere at Dude Felice to see where I'm talking into this microphone elsewhere because I don't just do it here. And thank you for all the support. And I also cover Monday Night Raw. On my own every Monday night, and it sucks. The show sucks. I hope it gets Ugh. better. Guys, thank you all so much. Um, allform.com slash Fightful. Again, I want to thank them for sponsoring the show. Uh, I was under the weather when I was supposed to do their read the last time, and um, I had to delay it. So please show them a little bit of love because I'm sure that wasn't convenient for them, but they were understanding. So check them out. All form Home on Twitter. Until next time, guys, check out the Listen Your Girl today with myself and Denise and the distraction tomorrow. We're out. Say goodbye. 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.